What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 588th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I can walk again, kind of, slowly, very carefully. The first thing I did was go out and play Pokemon Go for three hours. And make more dangerous routes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Break Ankle Canyon, a wonderful route by Hannah. I actually did walk a route that I made. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yay. Did you give give yourself five stars? (laughs) I did. That's cheating. (laughs) You have to rate it. It doesn't let you not rate it. I've not rated a single one. I'm like, X out. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. You get no feedback from me, Circle at Mall of America. I have nothing to say. Greg is also here. I am also here. I am fresh off my first week of work. And, you know, it's tiring. (laughs) Work. I forgot that aspect of it where I was like, at the end of the day, I'm more tired than me just sitting on my couch being depressed. Huh? Who knew? <laughs> uh, so today's show is primarily, I don't know about primarily, but we're, we, we're, we have a huge section to talk about Detective Pikachu. That'll be after the break. This game has been out for two weeks. Two weeks. There will be some spoilers. We're not going to spoil the ending, but I, I'm... I don't know the ending, but I'm going to safely say if you saw the movie, it's probably a similar ending. Uh, You probably knew when you beat the first game what the ending should have been, and then you had to wait like five years. So uh, we're not going to talk about the ending because only Greg beat it. Hannah and I are in the same chapter, but that's not the point. I think the point is just to talk about should you buy this game. So we'll talk about that second half of the break. Like always, like clockwork, Pokemon Sleep. There's a... (laughs) No one saw this one coming. Uh, Before our daily check-in, we actually have news, which is... Yeah, we do. Beginning at 4 a.m. It just says 4 a.m. Is this everyone's 4 a.m.? 4 (laughs) a.m. I'm imagining it's everybody's 4 a.m. Your own personal 4 a.m. There's no time zones listed. Beginning on 4 a.m. on Monday, October 30th, we will be holding a Halloween 2023 Double Candy Research Trick-or-Treat event. The week-long Halloween uh, Double Candy Research event, you'll be able to encounter different sleep types, regardless of your own sleep type. You also get lavish rewards, their words, not mine, uh, such as a total of 25 candy. Yeah, lavish. (laughs) But you have to do a special mission. And you will get uh, at least twice the usual number of Pokemon candies from Sleep Research. Also, you can find a Pikachu wearing a Halloween hat and ghost-type Pokemon such as Ghastly. (laughs) So, uh, hat Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Sleep. And they can't evolve. Or at least this Pikachu can't evolve. Which kind of doesn't help with the way Sleep works. You're not going to ever want to use this Pikachu. Unless they've done something other to it. Yeah, it could have it like a, hat. a better ability skill. What is it called? Main skill, I think. Yeah, main skill. Yeah. I mean, this is why you have your, your box upgrades. This is why you need to pay <laughs> the gems to get more Pokemon storage. Because you're going to be filling it up with all of the hats, just like in Pokemon Go. And they, they, just like Pokemon Go, they can go nowhere, forever trapped inside sleep. This was the argument I made like a month ago of in like Pokemon Go, you just have like an Abra and that Abra could be a different CP and it could have different IVs. But at the end of the day, it's just an Abra. 
And if you were to do, if you were to evolve it to Alakazam and take it into raids, there's really not, I don't want to have this conversation again. There's not actually like that much of a difference between like a, a 0% Alakazam and like a 15, 15, 15 Alakazam when you are raiding. Now, of course, in PvP, there's a difference. But with like Pokemon Sleep, I have like five Psyducks and they have like different gold sub skills. And mm-hmm. they have different abilities, which is like item finder or up or experience down. And I haven't sat there with a calculator to be like, which one of these should I throw out? Because they're so different compared to like Pokemon Go. I don't Pokemon think Go. you can do it with just a calculator. Because you have to figure out which one corresponds with its main ability. And it's, it's more complicated than just this specific sub ability is this valuable. I know th- there are calculators, but... But it, it's not good enough. <laughs> I, I don't want... I only need, like, one or two of these Psyducks. They're, they're, they, they all can't possibly be good. There must be, like... I just don't know how to figure it out without sitting in front of a spreadsheet being like, which is the best? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need to compare them. You need to directly compare them, and you need to see which one has the better sub-skills that benefit its main skill, is I, at least the way I've been doing it. I thought the one calculator I sent you does take in a... F- in the one calculator you sent me kind of values all the sub-skills the same, regardless of which kind of Pokemon it is. So I was told that in order to use that calculator properly, just max out each sub-skill, because... That would give you a better... For those that don't play sleep, your Pokemon has five sub-skills, which is level 10, level 25, 50, 75, 100. And those skills you can upgrade as well as your main skill. Ideally, you should upgrade... So I I used my Master Ball. I used Mm -hmm. it on an Absol. Lucky. Uh... (laughs) I was because people were saying Absol and Kangaskhan are like really good to Absol and Kangaskhan really rare. and Heracross, I think, is the other one. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, I'll just Master Ball the Absol. I have enough points to get another Master Ball if I need it, which is another, which is a, kind of a good thing about the game is you don't have to hold a Master Ball the entire time. You can just buy it whenever you need it, which is like cool. I plugged Absol into the calculator so I could regret my Master Ball throwing, and it said it was a C tier Pokemon. I was like, okay, well, it's not F. That's cool. And then I upgraded the skills from like, I don't know, like item finder small to item finder medium. So like if I was to upgrade the skills with the seeds I have, and then it became an S tier Pokemon. Yeah, but first of all, you have to actually spend money to get those seeds. No, you can get them in the... Oh, I'm in premium stores. So yeah, I you're in premium. <laughs> you have to be spending money. And second of all, I still think that that calculator doesn't work well because you're going to be just upgrading those sub-skills and it's going to be calculating based off of how good the sub-skills are regardless of what the main skill is. So if you have a berry finder and what you want it to do is primarily gather as many berries as it possibly can, you want sub-skills that benefit that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that calculator doesn't take that into account. Yeah. It's complicated. But I know, but like, what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's, I have, You're like, supposed s- to look at it and think about it. <laughs> I can't. Th- I'm too dumb to figure it out. <laughs> it's too complicated of a game. <laughs> it is more complicated than Pokemon Go. 
As yeah. a Pokemon Go person, I will say there are legacy moves that make some Pokemon significantly different from others. But aside from that, mostly one Pokemon is roughly the same as another. This is why I haven't like recommended the calculator though to people because people will like write it and they'll be like, give me that calculator. You could find it pretty easily if you did a couple of Google searches, but it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. But it, but what else is there to base things on? <laughs> like the calculator is at least about like a, it. You look at it and you think about <laughs> it. You think about your choices. <laughs> Day one of this event is going to be October 30th. Day two is actually Halloween. And then they're, they're saying like day three, day four, day five. So the only two days that matter is the second day, which is Halloween. Well, not matter because you're getting candy. And then the last day, there's going to be bonuses on Halloween itself. And then the last day of the event, which is Sunday, November 5th. So researchers will gain three times the usual amount of candy. Um, many different Pokemon will appear regardless of your sleep research. Uh, and certain Pokemon will have a greater chance of appearing. I'm assuming that's like Ghastly and Pikachu because they literally said that. Well, it's Ghastly and Pikachu and there are question marks. Question mark, question they're, mark, question they're mark. They're going to be oh, two so new Pokemon. Your rival from Pokemon Silver is going to show Ooh, up. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Other days, you will gain two times the amount of candy and a few different Pokemon will appear regardless of your sleep. And then... You will have a great, much greater chance to encounter Pikachu in the Halloween costume, Ghastly, Haunter, Gengar. A great chance to encounter Meowth and Cubone, and then a slightly greater encounter of the question mark, question mark, question mark. They're saying that the event bonuses will only be tracked on Green Grass Isle. If you're listening to this now on Monday, maybe uh, just spend more time on Green Grass Isle to up your research and make sure that next monday you choose green grass because otherwise uh you're gonna miss the event miss the event if you there is the island hopping ticket so if you accidentally choose the wrong island i think you should be able to switch to green grass but you don't want to have to do that yeah i'm curious if in the game they're going to be like event happening here on this island i hope so if you're not reading the press releases or the in-game news or the Twitter or listening to a podcast and you just pick the beach. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is also going to overlap with good sleep day. <laughs> so they're good back to back. Yeah, they're back to back. But I think one of the days overlaps because good sleep day. Uh, yep. So it's the 30th. Is it the last day of Good Sleep Day? Yes, I think so. So Good Sleep Day would be starting the 28th, the full moon, technically the 29th, and then the last would be the 30th. So there's like a slight overlap. Oh, I have a question. Maybe Hannah knows this. Can you use your Good Camp ticket in the middle of the week? So can- You can. So would I it go like- I accidentally used one once. So would it go Thursday to Thursday? Yep. Huh. I might save my good camp because like if I used it tomorrow on Monday, then it would end on Monday and then I would be missing. It would end right before Halloween. So I'd have to use another one. Yeah. Using the camp ticket right before this month's good sleep day starts. Sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does. Okay, cool. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to probably pop it on Thursday. Thursday night or Friday? Thursday or Friday night. Something like that. When I remember. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Pokemon Sleep's so good. I guess my check-in was I used my Master Ball. So... Mm -hmm. My check-in is that I learned that there is, or I started using the fast-forward button in the mornings, so I'm not taking individual photos of every Pokemon I've already <laughs> taken photos of, and it just goes by faster, and it's nice. It does. It makes a nice little shutter noise. <laughs> it does. Greg, you're still pressing the button. I hit the button. <laughs> button, button. <laughs> I told Every week. Every week is an S week, so like I I've never gotten still? S. Mine's like F every week. How? It's so easy. Just sleep. I hit the Even- button. Every week is an S week. There's n- never not an S week. Okay, Granted, so I don't think I've ever gotten further lower. into work and then keep saying that. <laughs> I went through an entire week of work. Do you where get stuff for get having up on S? a new schedule and I'm still getting an S sleep schedule? Does it, like when it gives you like the S? Does it give you like rewards? I don't, yeah, something that says, hey, here's stuff. I don't pay that much attention. I'm like, cool, thanks, bye. Okay, because what? Okay, so my bedtime was set for for 4 a.m., right? That's what I said it two months ago. And then when I was in Korea, I was going to bed at 2 a.m. every night. Like, it was consistent. But it punished me, and it only gave me, like, a D because I didn't go to bed at my bedtime, even though I consistently went to bed at 2 a.m., and I woke, like, I got, like, eight hours of sleep every night. My, my, my stay in Korea was the most consistent sleep I ever had. Because <laughs> I was just so exhausted from walking around South Korea all day that I passed out at 2 a.m. every single morning or at night. And it still was like, you failed. You suck at this game. <laughs> was it consistent for a full entire week, Yeah, full though? entire because, week. Okay. I have found that if I am consistent for six out of seven days of a week and then go to sleep later one night of the week. It it brings my score down at least two levels. I mean, where do you, does it list your weeks in here somewhere to show you what your uh, I think you can only see that if you're a premium. <laughs> I think so. Oh, Get wrecked. Yeah, I've never had a not S week, ever. I've never had an S week. Yeah, I never had I, maybe I mean, I've changed Clearly, my I've beaten this game and y'all are scrubs. <laughs> Somebody did beat the game. Somebody got like all 400 pictures all of the or whatever. Sleep styles. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All of the current Beat sleep styles. The game. Uh, this is off Ash. Silicon Era. Uh, we didn't really cover this, even though it's been around for like the last two months. I'm. It's kind of hard to cover because I don't fully understand it. Like, I do understand it, but like. <laughs> This is uh this is this is the re- the most recent news. The Pokemon Inside My Heart Pokemon collaboration with Hatsune Miku song has been released. I believe this is actually the fourth song that has come out that you yep. can go to YouTube and watch. Uh Vocaloid 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 vo- I can't say the word. It's you vocal. You got it right there for a second. Oh, I had it right. For not the first one. <laughs> vo- vocaloid <laughs> Voca Lloyd Vocal Oid <laughs> Producer Pinocchio P. Hey, I said that right. Has released a new Hatsu, Hatsune Miku song in collaboration with the Pokemon Company for Project Voltage. So, this entire thing with Hatsune, Hatsune Miku is called Project Voltage. My way of consuming this 
is just on Twitter where people just gush about her outfit. And I will say her outfit is really great every single time. Sometimes questionable mm-hmm. why they picked the Pokemon they picked to stand next to her. But also not that like there's like most s- of them make sense. Seven million water Pokemon and they're like Lapras. And I was like, oh, that's OK. I get it because Lapras is popular. But also like look at all. Lapras what, what sings. If- <laughs> Lapras has Parish song or something, doesn't it? What if, yeah. what if it was like a Baskelin? <laughs> but almost all of them have to do with music. Almost all of them. Almost all of them have something to do with music, yes. Uh, the single titled The Pokemon Inside My Heart is a sentimental recalling of his time with Pokemon he cherished from the time playing the games. The animated music video walks through the speaker's experience playing through Pokemon games in the Game Boy. Many of the original 151 Pokemon are featured in this song. Um, lyrics reflect the joyful impact that Pokemon has on his life. Pokemon Inside My Heart was also uploaded to the Project Voltage official account and website uh, where you can check out the other Pokemon Hatsune Miku singles. Producers like, boy, like these are like DJ names where they're like people say Dead Mouse wrong because there's like fives in it. So I'm, I, I know the, how to say Dead Mouse. I know the fives are actually S's. I don't know how to say these producers. Deco, Star, 27, Michi, M... Uh, Ina Bakumori have also made song collaborations. The site features 18 different Pokemon trainer Hatsune Miku designs recently released. And there should be 18 different producers that will make 18 different songs. We only have four right now, but it was also announced that 18 more designs drawn by Vocaloid, Vocaloid artists will be released over the next few months. And the following four producers will also participate continuing in late November. See, there's a lot to this. This is why we haven't covered it. Also, like... Yeah, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. This is assuming you understand what Hatsu- Hatsune Miku is. Which, <laughs> yep, that's the first barrier of entry. Which, which in itself could be its own pod... Like, not like one podcast <laughs> episode. Like an ongoing pod... I'm sure there mm-hmm. are podcasts in Apple or Spotify that is like every week we're talking about Hatsune Miku. I don't know how to sum that up in like a paragraph of like this is a i'm still not sure i fully understand and i've been trying to understand for like 15 years i'm greg what? I, I mean i can I do my, I can... what's to understand <laughs> like the concept seems pretty simple i don't where's the hang-up like anyone can use hatsune miku because she's Vocaloid is like a voice synthesizer, so you can make songs with the voice of Miku or with any of the other Vocaloids, Mm -hmm. but then Miku is a specific character Mm -hmm. who has kind of become a celebrity as a specific character. She is. (laughs) Definitely a celebrity. 100% a celebrity. Yep. Yep. But... No, I still... This is where I stop understanding. Right. Like, because originally she was Vocaloid software yeah mm-hmm. but she's she's transcended past software and uh-huh. anyone can use her for anything you can use her for a music video you can use her for your song you can use her as a 3d model you don't like need permission to use her at all but i guess maybe the permission would be like you need to spend the 
two hundred dollars on her like software. <laughs> I don't know how much her software costs, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's like the weird thing about her is like you can use her for anything, but there are like official concerts and collaborations and stuff with her. So that's like the part I don't understand is like anyone can use Miku to make songs, but then. Who does the Pokemon company reach out to <laughs> to be like? Well, I guess the people who make Miku, but anyone can make mm-hmm. Miku stuff. So uh, that's the like part I'm like slightly like I get it, but also I don't get it. Like I get that that like this I understand, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't. Um, I so I think I think the hang up is a very American hang up in which we can't use characters without paying somebody like our licensing and capitalistic nightmare that we live in means like if i was going to take anything from disney or anything from marvel comics there would be a legal team of 50 million lawyers and a million fees and licensing agreements that have to happen i don't think that exists here and it's just a foreign concept of like well who do i pay I mean, Depends open on what source you're using. isn't a completely foreign concept. Um, yeah, that's a good word. Open, yeah, like you can open <laughs> open yeah. source Miku. <laughs> I, is that uh, yeah. what this is? I guess. It, well, she, she mean, it could be. For like, use we isn't are... a completely foreign concept. That might be closer to what this is. She, she does have like some rules. She also has like a bio, like she's 16 years old. Yeah. She will always be 16. Uh, she's 5'2". That's uh, 158 centimeters for our non-freedom uh, listeners. Uh, she weighs 93 pounds. Uh, they suggest that she does pop, rock, dance, house, techno crossover. Mm-hmm. They suggest that her tempo range should be between 70 and 150 BPM. I know there was a dude in Japan that got married to her, and that was like legal and okay. Yeah, yeah. And then so, fans mean, th- were mad th- a because of things he married her. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a couple of things that like apply here that we are familiar with. Like the Vocaloid software is proprietary. So a group did make the Vocaloid software. It is for open source, but there is licensing with it because it is proprietary. There is that aspect of it, which is the Vocaloid part of it. Then if you're going to talk about the character design, the character design falls under Creative Commons non-commercial so if it's so so this came up a lot with the dnd stuff creative commons means anybody can use it but not for commercial use so you can use it in your own personal products you can use it for things that really get close to commercial use so like i could make a youtube video money off of it with her because that's not really commercial. That's just right. Me making a that YouTube also video. Isn't, that also isn't all Creative Commons. That's just Creative Commons non-commercial. Right, non-commercial. So Creative Commons covers a lot of things, and this one seems is under, I believe, if I'm looking things up right, Creative Commons non-commercial. And then if you want to use it for commercial things, then you have to talk to X Y Z. So it's Crypt- it exists Krypton in a weird media. I'm assuming. Yeah. It just exists in a very unusual middle ground of sort of open source, but not really if you're a business. 
proprietary, meaning that there are very specific ways you have to use it. But also, as long as you're within those guidelines, you're free to do whatever uh, without necessarily having to pay money for that. So it, it I mean, it is complicated, but not, I mean, it's pretty well spelled out. <laughs> like, if you just go look up and say, I want to use Tetsuji Biko for this, they're pretty clear about whether you can or cannot do that and if you have to pay somebody. She she did perform at Coachella in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, she was uh, supposed to perform, but that was canceled because of COVID. My bad. But she did perform somewhere because there was a hologram oh, at some yeah, yeah, performance yeah, yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this collaboration is very big. And if I if I click on the Project Voltage website, uh, it says this site can only be accessed from Japan. So, um, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe if uh, VPN sponsored the show, I don't actually think there's a. <laughs> I don't actually think that that's this episode. But you could access it using a VPN. Uh, I don't know what that website looks like. I, I again, a lot of a lot of the images of uh, Miku of her outfits and stuff is just like what I see on Twitter, and it's cool because like there was like one with her and like Rotom, and then people did like more fan art of that. And oh then, yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of fan art. So people really like Miku. That's why I was like hesitant to cover this because I didn't. I I cannot. I can't do service to Miku. I I don't. I'm not. That's that's a that's a hole I've never. I don't want <laughs> I mean, to fall you have down. To dig into a lot. <laughs> you have to dig into a lot of legalities and what it means. And like, I mean, it's not just legalities. It's yeah. like fifteen, almost twenty years of oh yeah, of what it is and how it's. I don't know of of fans and content and story and characters. Vocaloid has always kind of intimidated me. Yeah, it's Wait, cool. Though. Look. All I have to know is Hatsune Miku arrived the same year the iPhone did, 2007. <laughs> Coincidence? I was seeing 2004. Maybe that was just Vocaloid. That, that was Vocaloid. Like, the actual heavy promotion of Hatsune Miku was 20, 2007, 2008. Okay. In, the, in that time frame, when they're like, hey, use this character. And then it blew up. Mm-hmm. Then it blew up. Uh, speaking of blowing up, uh, I think we're done with Van Gogh. I think that's all out the window now. I think it came and went. Mm-hmm. As predicted, no time, no date, no heads up. Just uh, hopefully you were sitting in front of your computer uh, with your email open saying, spend $30, get the card. Uh, it lasted let's be generous and say it lasted about an hour. That's if the website worked for you. Shout out to dozens of people who messaged me in in the first 15 minutes being like, I got blocked just by opening the oh, website. yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And they they tried to, I was like, use a different browser. I was like, try your iPhone with like, no Wi-Fi connected, and they're like, I can't, I, this sucks, I can't, I literally can't get the card, I can't even look. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will say, I, I got the card, I didn't, I, I was, I was not in the shower, I was in my bed, <laughs> I was literally looking at my email <laughs> when the email came in, and I went, this is the, this, this is the, not the worst part about the, there's a lot of things bad about the Van Gogh situation, I bought junk, 
I bought something I didn't need to get this card. You know what I wanted? A Pikachu, a Pikachu plush. I wanted him holding the little painting of the sunflower. I actually don't remember what he's holding. <laughs> but the little Van Gogh Pikachu plush, that's what I wanted. I wanted all, any, really, anything from the Van Gogh collection would have been nice. But instead, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just get some 151. That's all sold out. That's like the newest TCG set. You had to buy $30 worth of TCG stuff to get this card. They were out of 151. I didn't really want anything older than that. I guess I could have got like the booster packs. Um, they had those in stock. I was like, ah, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, the website started like, you know, when you're on a website and you can tell that like, that is going south fast. <laughs> yeah, that was happening. Uh, so I added the holiday calendar. <gasps> Give it to me. The $50 holiday calendar. Uh, and then I checked out and then I read the description of the holiday calendar. It was $50, by the way. What did I buy? Regrettable. You bought the experience (laughs) of opening one every day for the 25 or 24 days of however however many there are of it. You bought the experience. I'm going to do the TikTok thing that happened like two years ago and open the whole calendar in a single instance. (laughs) (laughs) And then it sold out. Like, if you weren't there within around the time that email went out, I mean, they did tweet on time. They did tweet Mm -hmm. like a minute after the email went out. They did update socials, but it's gone. And now it's done. On the plus side of all of this is when this card originally came out, it was around 300 to 400 dollars on ebay it was selling for that you can look at past sellers there was there was only one card that sold for like 600 dollars. i still think that one was like fake in the way of like up bidding um and then within 20 within 48 hours that card dropped to about 100 to 120 dollars and that was because they everyone finally understood that it was coming to pokemon center it will be on Pokemon Center. You don't have to go to Amsterdam to get the card. And then it sat at $120 until this distribution, this last one. And now if you look, um, it ranges anywhere between $50 and $60. So releasing the card again multiple times did drive the price down. And this was the th- the point I was trying to drive home an episode or two ago is even if the Pokemon company, w- like on their website, put up uh, like the Pikachu plush and was like, hey, you can pre-order this plush. Every pre-order will come with this card. The plushes might not ship until like December or January because we have to make them again. It would have drove all of that price down on eBay. And then those scalpers standing outside of the museum would be like, well, yep, no one wants. And they would have left and it would have fixed Two problems. I'm so mad about this. They would have fixed two <laughs> problems at once. It would have it would have solved the the scalper standing outside of the museum, and it would have solved all the people that just wanted the card, or all the people who just wanted a plush. Because that that wasn't the same. There were I know plenty of people who don't care about the card at all. They just wanted a Sunflora painting. They just wanted the plush. They just wanted a pin. They don't like not everyone cares about the card, but when you attach the card to something else, that's where it all goes south. Like there's another museum plush. I don't know if I said this last week. 
there's another museum plush on the store the the one in california the koge koge museum plush it's been it's been up there for three months that museum exhibit is free in california i think we talked about that i think we mm-hmm. have talked about that on the show um that plush didn't sell out you know why because there wasn't a card attached to it. Also, uh, to be fair, I think Van Gogh is a lot more popular than the, the Koge meme. But uh, still, still. <laughs> still. It's still one of the limited edition Pikachu plush. And I feel like people collect those too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think right now it says like limit 10. But I think when they ri- initially released it on the website, it said limit 2. So maybe they expected to sell a lot more of that. Uh, the museum did refund me my tickets. They were like, oh, we're sorry you don't want to come to our museum anymore. Um, I got my flight refunded. Well, Delta credit, which I'll use. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Refunded, I'll, wink. I'll use it. Um, but man, again, I think this is the final chapter of being very soured on what could have been a cool collaboration. Mimikyu's in Unite now. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about that? Before uh, we go I mean, to break? I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about. They did a huge, finally, balance patch so the game is playable again. <laughs> so you could have a lot of fun. Mimikyu looks really fun. Again, it's only gems right now. It's not been released for coins. So this time next week, it'll be out for coins. It looks really, really fun. It seems to be a combination of a speedster slash all-arounder. It's got some good jumping around capabilities. Again, since they did the re. <laughs> It did the rebalance. It is now technically overpowered because it was released at the standard level uh, and they nerfed many things across the board, making the game much more enjoyable again. The Halloween event is also happening. Do you remember the Halloween event where you turn people into pumpkins? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's back. So you can do the Halloween pumpkin event. Unite is back in a better place. Mimikyu is here. Super cute. It's got its disguise. and so it's Is it like only gems right now? It's only gems right now. They're still doing that for like a week, right? Yep. So next week, it'll be coins. Uh, I don't know how much, how many coins. Probably 12, could be 14. They've upped the amount of coins oh. pretty much across the board. Infl- so You know, in-game yeah. inflation is a, a real <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> uh, so could be 12, could be 14. Um, I have so many coins. I'm just probably going to buy it once it's for coins because it's super cute. And it looks fun. Um. So they fixed uh, the Mewtwo problem. They fixed the Mewtwo problem by nerfing Mewtwo Y into the literal ground. So he's bad and now? No, ev- no one playing him? It's never going to be bad. But whereas it had previously, it had. So its first, I want to say it's like its first seven levels, it had a 10% chance to grit. And then its second set up to 15, it had a 5% chance to crit, which meant it crit all the time. Uh, it now has a 0%. <laughs> chance to crit because it was so bad uh they changed a lot of the steps they asked a lot of timers it's still very powerful but it is not overwhelming it's also they nerfed blissey so that combination isn't an immediate like let's just surrender in the first three minutes because you'll never win mm. um both of those got significant uh what, nerfs what in happened the patch. to uh come Zashian? Uh, Mewtwo Y and Blissey <laughs> is what happened. Like, well, what if it was Mewtwo literally... Y, Blissey, Kumfe, Zashian, all on a team? Yeah. Oh, that has happened, and it's a nightmare to play against. <laughs> it is just awful. 
they nerfed Kanfei pretty bad when they nerfed Zacian. Uh, made they made them more deal withable. But then the mute, like it's hard to say. The Mewtwo problem was a Mewtwo problem for so long. We're all trying to figure out what a post-apocalyptic world looks like now that Mewtwo Y has been taken care of and Mewtwo X has been taken care of. So it's hard to say if like Zacian and Comfey is going to come back up top. I've seen it a couple of times, but they're not that hard to deal with. They just, we all know sort of now how to deal with them when you see them, mm. like, you know. They're not also one shot, one kill. Like they look at you and you're dead. Like Mewtwo Y was just like, I'm across, the, I'm all the way over here and I'm just going to shoot two things at you and then you're gone. They also really changed Mewtwo Y's mega meter. So it does not turn into mega as fast, uh, which helps immensely because it was just like it would be up around on a map and then suddenly shoot down. And we're like, oh, it's about to turn mega. And that doesn't happen as much. Um, overall, this last patch really, really fixed the game. Um, I stopped playing, so I'm back playing. I stopped playing for two weeks because it was just so frustrating and everything was the same. They really buffed Blaziken, so now Blaziken players are really happy. Blaziken's actually a force to be dealt with, whereas before people weren't playing it because Mewtwo. you could never get close to Mewtwo Y. It had to get close. It was like, well, you'll be dead before you get there. Now. Now, there's a lot of Blaziken players. I see Blaziken in almost every game. Um, so uh, this last patch was a really good patch. I think everybody across the board is like, the game is playable again. It's fun again. Mimikyu is here. It's super good. Everybody I know who's played it has loved it so far. Like, it's a super fun play style. Um, you can jump around the screen a lot. So I think the game is in a good place. So if you just wanted to try it out for the Halloween stuff and jump in. It's it, it's in a balanced place right now. The season isn't going to reset for a few weeks or maybe a week. I forget where we're at, but you can jump in. The Halloween event where you turn everybody in pumpkins is super fun. It takes you five minutes and you're shooting pumpkins at people. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, give you our thoughts on Mr. Detective Pikachu, we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-s-t. And for $5 a month, $5 a month, you can support the show and you can get ad-free episodes. You wouldn't hear this ad or any of the other ads if you're paying $5 a month because we remove the ads. On top of that, you get bonus episodes of the podcast. So if you're not getting enough of our voices, you get at least one bonus episode every month, sometimes more, sometimes not, depending on how busy the schedule is, but at least one bonus episode a month, ad-free episodes. You also get access to our Slack community. If you want to chat with other trainers about Pokemon trading, battles, raids, Animal Crossing... You can join our Slack community also by joining our Patreon. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can actually subscribe to the premium episodes, which are the ad-free plus the bonus episodes, in Apple Podcasts itself. If you're using the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, there will be an integrated subscribe button. And when you do that, it automatically upgrades your episodes to the ad-free, gets you those bonus episodes in your feed. And you don't have to do anything else because your credit card is probably already attached to your Apple 
ID account thing because Apple makes it very easy to take your money. But they can take your money and give it to us, and that supports the show, so that's cool too. So if you'd like to support the show and you're on iPhone, Apple Podcasts is a great way. Otherwise, if you want to do the traditional way and get the access to the Slack, you can go to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to support the show. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back from our break. Detective Pikachu returns. Returns! Uh, which is probably one of the worst named sequels ever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's better spelled- than Detective Pikachu 2. Search for Curly's Gold. But, like, then people wouldn't... The amount of people I had come into my Twitch dream being like, Oh, they made... Is this, is this the movie? No. Oh, no. <laughs> is this a remake of the first one? No. Is is this a sequel? Yes. Oh, wait. They made, a, they made one? <laughs> yeah. Just like so confused of what this was. <laughs> I think it's the timeline that's more confusing the than timeline the timeline makes zero I, sense. I had somebody go like, why is Tim White? I was like, yep, in the movie, he's not. <laughs> yep. Although, hey. They address that in the game. Thank you very they much. They do. They do. Okay. Um, <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot that we can talk about that isn't the game itself. But just mm-hmm. a minor spoiler warning that you know we might spoil what happens in chapter one or two. Uh, also, full disclosure here: Nintendo sent me a free copy of Detective Pikachu Returns. I was going to spend the. Fi- I probably will. Probably. I probably will. Probably. Spend the $50 for a physical copy just for my own collection, but they sent me a digital copy. Maybe I'll wait for the Black Friday sale. <laughs> You'll wait. So there, there's a lot to say. Let's let's start off with Hannah, though, who did pay $50 for this video game. Uh, did I? <laughs> yeah, well, I did. we're starting with Hannah. You played the first one, right? No, I actually didn't. Oh, oh Greg played the first one. I watched somebody else play the first one in the last couple weeks because I needed to <laughs> recap it for myself so I could understand better. Okay, well, give me your initial impression. Like, what do you think? Did you are you happy with your fifty dollars? Are you enjoying it? What's uh, instant regret? <laughs> Not my kind. Of, well, I don't know. I I would have enjoyed it a lot as a kid. At this point, I feel like I'm falling asleep every time I try to play it. <laughs> I, I actually did fall asleep the first time I, I was playing it for a couple hours. Um, granted, I didn't sleep well the night before. I am enjoying it, I think. I don't find it that boring. It's just put that, slow. Put that, on the, put that on the back of the box. I, th- I am enjoying it, enjoying I think. It, I Hannah. think, look. <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> yep. So, so are, but the, do you regret the $50? Are you like, ah? Considering I'm where Greg was a few weeks, months ago, and looking for a job without hope right now, uh, maybe regretting the $50 just considering that situation. But I don't know if it was a $50 game. I, it feels like a Switch game, which in my head means that's 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> Or 60 bucks. Uh, I don't buy many of the indie games because this is a Pokemon game. I don't think of it as an indie game. It's a Pokemon game on the Switch. 
I'm not surprised it costs 50 uh, I'm actually kind of surprised it costs $50, because I would be more surprised if, or less surprised if it cost 60 Yeah. Um, I was surprised that it was 50 Don't know if that means it's worth it. <laughs> Greg, you, you beat the game, although we're not talking about the ending. I have completed the game. I know the secret ending. I know all of its secrets. But you, you, you played the first one, so yep. you kind of knew what to expect gameplay-wise. And you still spent the 50 bucks. I don't so, mean that negatively. I <laughs> just like trying to like, frame um, expectations. <laughs> I did know on some level what to expect. I think it looks bad for a Switch game. The first, like, Five minutes before I just kind of got into it and gave it up, I'm like, this looks like a direct-to-DVD CGI movie. Like, it just isn't good. They don't really move naturally. Everything just feels off and cheap, and it does not look like I should be paying $50 for a Switch game because it doesn't really look like a good Switch game. I, I, think, it is, I think it is way overpriced for what you get. Um, I do think it does a few things really well. I do think it can make the case that there should be voice acting in Pokemon games because it switches between voice scenes and text scenes just fine. And I think the times that they do do voice and I think the voice acting that they do do is good. Is there less voice acting in this one than the last one? I feel like the cutscenes are shorter than the ones I saw. Gosh, it depends on where years. you are in the game. Some of the cutscenes get real long. Okay. How, you you uh, recently watched like somebody play through it. There, besides Pikachu, because obviously it's P- Pikachu has the gruff like detective voice mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how many like not almost, Ryan Reynolds? All, all the characters are the human characters in the first one were voice acted, right? Yeah. But not all of them. Yeah. yeah uh, not no, all not them. all of them. But like your Tim your love interest and then there was like another character that kept appearing i mean there were side characters and small occasional appearance characters who had voices too they may have been voice acted by the same people as the bigger characters but i didn't look it up just kind of seemed that way kinda yeah seems i just that way in this one too when when people were like was the first game voice acted i was like yeah because like pikachu's voice was the talking point of the first game, but then I was like, it's been yeah. five years. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember like how much voice acting was in the first one. <laughs> About four hours worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um overall, I really I struggled to understand who this game is made for. Oh my god, you you're secretly reading my questions sheet because <laughs> that was that's a very good question to ask of like who exactly is this game for? Because the, the puzzles and the writing is so simplistic and so frustrating. Where you're like, right there, everybody is looking right at it. And yet we're like, what are these things? And I'm like, I ha- we, we stop pointing it out for the 400th time we know by now. So it seems to be written for a very young audience, but it moves at a snail's pace and i cannot imagine the young audience that it's written for having the patience to play this game okay well that we should stop there game is not what this is no it i is mean a, it is a, it's a visual novel it's a visual novel which 
The first game was a visual novel. Yeah. Um, and I this mean, game... there are some gamey elements in it. There are some things where you have to like be aware of the guards' movements so you can get around them, or the Pokemon's yeah. movements so you can. So there's some gamey elements in it. It is not the majority of that game. It is mostly a visual novel. Which, which is, which when when I say visual novel, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Um, like two of my favorite games, I don't visual novels <laughs> are Gone Home, uh, which is a twenty dollar game. Well, probably when it came out was twenty dollars, and it was a two hour game slash visual novel. Again, what I'm gonna use those words interchangeably, but like Gone Home is a visual novel. Um, and people were upset about Gone Home at the time because it was like, oh, I'm paying ten dollars an hour for a game visual novel uh which to me i 100 percent got my two hours worth of that experience i if you don't know what gone home is don't look anything up about it and if you like visual novels you should go play it it's good and knowing what i know about our audience who listens to the show you will like it <laughs> um it's not spooky uh, although it does present itself, <laughs> it, it does present itself as like, oh, there's going to be jump scares. It's it's not a spooky game. Um, it's just telling a story. The other game I really really like was Firewatch, which again was visual novel. There are some game elements in Firewatch, but it's telling a story. Uh, and that I think was a thirty dollar game when it came out, and it was about four hours, five hours long. It was relatively short. Same complaints as Gone Home. I will say. This is a very long visual novel. Uh, the average completion time on how long to beat is 12 hours. Completionist is 14 hours. Fastest time was like 11 hours. I I can't say like because it's making you do a lot of busy work. There's just a lot of reading and that's what a visual novel is. Uh, but I can't disagree with Greg of like, it feels slow, but at the same time, like, it's not like you're getting repeating dialogue. It's just like all the characters are just kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 it would be. It, so it's it like would be less, to... it'd be less frustrating if everybody didn't get written as completely unintelligent. Like, they talk about things. In ways where you're like, no, you don't need to say it this slowly. It forces you into sections where you have to move slowly for no good reasons. It forces you to go to places where things just take a lot of time. And it's you're kind of like, okay, it's kind of fine in the first two chapters. And then you hit chapter three and you're like... <laughs> Yeah, There's I don't too I, much. I don't know if chapter four is better than chapter three, but chapter three was awful. In I, I'm trying to remember which is chapter three and which is chapter chap four. Okay, so chapter one is the is the jewelry thief, right. which I actually think is a really good opening chapter. It's a good opening chapter. Like it reintroduces you everything. It moves. It moves at a decent pace. Like yeah. there are a couple of times when you have to do like the 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 smell sniff thing, and I'm like, oh boy, that's move faster let's <laughs> come on yeah so like I, I, chapter one so here's the here's the thing that i liked like gosh i have so much to say 
when people came into my stream and they were like, is this worth $50? I, I would tell them genuinely, no. And the reason it's a no is because you're asking that question. If you played the first Detective Pikachu and you were curious about this, you knew exactly what you're getting. And if you did not play the first Detective Pikachu and you're asking if this is $50, then this game is not for you because there was probably a plethora of reasons why you skipped the first one. It wasn't interesting to you. It was too much money. Not your type of game. Like you probably had a lot of reasons why you didn't buy the first one. So there's nothing in this sequel that would be worth it to you. In my opinion, that's why I like the Hannah situation was interesting to me. But then Hannah said that, no, it doesn't really seem worth it. Because like, even if you like visual novel games like Gone Home and Firewatch, I don't think this is a particularly good visual novel game unless you liked the first game. And so for me, I'm like telling you guys it's not worth $50, but I really liked the first game. But I liked it for what it was. I liked how the very specific thing I like about it is how Pikachu interacts with Pokemon. And mm -hmm. that was what was the like driving force for me to complete the game. I did like at the end of every chapter the like there's something very satisfying about Tim calling somebody out on being a criminal. And like you piecing that together of like, it was you in the laboratory with the science cube at two o'clock in the afternoon. And then everyone's like, oh, it wasn't. And then like the criminal tries to backtrack and then they like Tim's like, no, I have enough. Like there's that's satisfying. And you do that like five times in the first game. Right. Because I think there's also five chapters. But like, yeah, the charm of Pikachu talking with characters and like like there's like a bunch of P-doves in both games, actually. But in the first game, like. You talk to the P-Doves and then you come back later because you have to ask them a question and they completely forgot who you are. And it's like, oh, because yeah. like the P-Doves can't remember more than like two minutes of information. And so every character had the every character in the original Detective Pikachu was like just oozing with personality. And it was like very fun to be like, oh, my gosh, like what kind of personality is like this Klefki going to have? And it was like, oh, this Klefki is like really sassy. Cool. <laughs> like, that's fun. <laughs> And they do that here. They do. But I don't even think they do it as good or no. as well. Like, I'm like, and I think this is why chapter three is like the worst chapter. Because so chapter one is like very, very similar to the first Detective Pikachu, which is like, yeah. you need to solve a crime, which is like good and bad. It's like your dad has been missing for two years and like the the guy who's supposed to help you like find your dad is like yeah we we haven't figured anything out in two years but like hey this we're gonna this we're gonna do it this time yeah this jewel is stolen so let's stop everything <laughs> on your dad to like solve this jewel <laughs> case solve the jewel and you need to help me with it so like that's like frustrating but like that case is fun in my opinion like yeah. to figure it out and like when you figure out like at the very end of that case when you're like it's this pokemon and this person and like this is how it happened like that sequence was like really fun of like we solved the case and all the pokemon along the way were really charming and then the the second one the second chapter you're in the like aztec 
like temple mm. or whatever with the like sliding doors and the puzzles and i don't know Indi- i got indiana jones feels but yeah I, I mean you're in mysterious ruins because they're yeah. just around and they're always around like okay cool and that chapter's like a little bit weaker than the first one i don't think the pokemon there are as interesting and i feel like the game literally starts to fall apart at that instance and i'm gonna give you a reason why There are side quests in this game, which are nice. There's like a quiz lady and she's like, I need to find a Pokemon that like has a really long tongue. And you're like, oh, I saw a Lickitung earlier. Cool. It's that one. And then she's like, I need to find a Pokemon that's cute, but like steals things. And you're like, oh, it's probably this Pokemon. I have that. That part made me so frustrated because I had already (laughs) met them. I had already talked to them. I already knew who they were. And instead (laughs) of remembering that I had met them, I had to go back, find them again, and then walk back to wherever she was. Did you have running speed on? Yeah, but still, it didn't matter that I'd already met them. It didn't matter that I had met everybody already and it could tell you immediately. I had to once again waste my time to go find them and then come back. And I'm like, this is not necessarily. This is just filler time. This is just frustrating because I know what you're talking about. I met that Pokemon that makes your description, met it on my way here, and I can't just tell you it's this. I have to stop the criminal investigation. <laughs> Stop the major thing that I'm doing to walk five feet to talk to the thing again and then walk five feet back to say it's Lickitung. That didn't bother me as much because the the maps weren't big. I think what bothered me that I that I got over was like, oh, I don't get anything for this. <laughs> like each chapter probably has like four or five side quests and they're like puzzles. They're like you know, what is this Pokemon that has, like, really close friendship, but that's really shy? And you're like, you kind of have to think, like, they, they do get, like, slightly harder, but also, like, there's only so many Pokemon on the map, so you're like, well, if this Pokemon doesn't have to do with this side quest, then it probably has to do with this side quest kind of thing. So you can, like, eliminate it. But I think the thing that bothered me the most in Chapter 2 and why I slowly stopped wanting to do the side quest is there were a, there was a Minior... And the minior was like, I'm, I'm too, like, my shell is too heavy to go back to my, like, home planet or whatever. And you're like, oh, how do I, like, how do I solve this? And then when you get Darmanitan, spoiler, mm-hmm. you ride a Darmanitan in the second chapter. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could punch the minior. And I punched it and it shell broke. And I was like, oh, that was actually really cool. Like, I, I didn't actually think that was going to work. And it worked. And it was like, aha, very cool. And then, so, like, that minier shows that it's, like, yellow. And then you find, like, another minier, and you're like, I'm, I'm gonna punch it. And you punch it. I'm gonna punch and then it. that one's, like, red. And you're like, oh, cool. There's, like, five. I don't actually. I think there's five minier colors. Maybe six minier colors. There are six minier colors. And I'm, like, running around this map being, like, there has to be six of them. And there's the not. Thing. And there's not. There's three. There's just three. And when you punch them, they like they break their shell. It's a cool animation. It's like very satisfying to punch Minier, which is like a really weird thing I th- never thought I would say. And they 
They just don't do anything. They're not even part mm-hmm. of a side quest. They're not even side. There's no you, little like not, satisfying, satisfying like yeah. check mark. It's just no. you punch them and they're like, thank you. And thank then you and they leave. And that yeah. was like, that was more frustrating than like, oh, I know it's Purloin. Let me run back. Talk to the Purloin. Run back. Okay, cool. Check mark. Like did it. That hits some, at least for me, some endorphin of like at least completing a checklist. There's just nothing with this mini and you're like, you no. didn't even do all six. Why you didn't even do all six colors? Yeah, I did hunt, thinking there has to be six. <laughs> there has yes. to be, and I finally looked it up. I'm like, just tell me if there's six. No, there's three. Like the fact that you had to look it up to be like, oh, I wonder if there's all six, and maybe there's some part of the puzzle I'm missing, and to find out there isn't, it, like, makes it even more oh, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. It was just, yeah. I will say I don't hate the lack of checklist personally because the checklist is slow. <laughs> that's that's the problem I have with so much of this. It's not even that the dialogue is slow and repetitive. It's that no matter how fast you have it set to, <laughs> it takes it a full second to close out of any dialogue. It takes a full second to move from any character to another character. Uh-huh. It's just... It's just slow to go through the game, no matter how fast no matter you have it what set to. You do. Yeah. It feels deliberate how mm-hmm. slow it moves, and it feels deliberate to make the game seem longer than it is. And I, I'm not a fan of that. So at all. in in chapter three, which I, I really, Greg, tell me if chapter four is better than chapter three. But in chapter three, they they they. It's very cleverly named. It's called Detainee Pikachu. So minor spoilers here. They arrest Pikachu. And the whole point of arresting Pikachu, well, besides the story, is to separate you and Tim, which is probably the worst thing they could have done in this entire series. Because what I just said 10 minutes ago, the appeal to this game is talking to Pokemon as Pikachu and when you're Tim and you're walking around the world seeing a Hatena, seeing a Phalanx, seeing a Lilligant, seeing a, a, a Palm, you can't talk to them. You can like. You're, you're going to hate chapter four. <laughs> so it's like, look at this Litten and Glad Meow, like laying on top of each other. That's so cute. That like draws me into this world. Mm-hmm. I want to know about this Litten and Pearl or, or Glammeow, and I cannot talk to them because Pikachu is in prison. He is a hardened criminal, and I just don't know the story of this Litten and Glammeow now. Even if it was like three, but that's the thing about the old Detective Pikachu games. They'll say, they'll say like one or two things, but they're just so personalized. They yeah. did such a good job in the first game of like giving like a stereotype to a Pokemon that you're just like, like Cramorant said this game and they gave Cramorant like a very like bruh stereo. And it's so good. And if like they applied the Cramorant treatment, like whatever character they injected to all the Pokemon in this game, I could probably be like, "Mm, it is worth $50. Yeah. But after the first chapter, they kind of, it falls apart. They do it a little like there's there's nuggets like Impidimp is really fun. Oh yeah, Impidimp is great. And Sableye is is also somewhat interesting. But like all the other ones are real are real bland for whatever reason. Yeah, Pangoro is and, like super bland. 
super bland. Lifeheart is super bland. Um, like Luxray is like, l- I get what they're doing with Luxray. Yeah, but even that doesn't pay off well. I'm just gonna tell no, you, no, like, because they, 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 there was a clear love relationship between Luxray and Mighty Yenna, and they don't explore it at all. But it is it, like I thought for sure, like they're setting guess this. What? <laughs> it they, they it never comes back. Never. You never. You you don't even run into Mighty Yenna again for the rest of the game. Just gone. You had that one shot. They, and they could have, they, like, it uh, was, am I projecting? Is, was that not a love interest between Mighty Anna and Luxray? I mean, it was, it, it was, I mean, I think you're shipping them a bit. It was definitely, <laughs> I think it was definitely a heavy friendship, like, misunderstanding, star-crossed thing. But, uh, there is a relationship there that is worth exploring that they don't do at all there are a lot of things in this game that are worth exploring that they don't do at all and i'm i'm going to tell you now you are going to be frustrated in bamboo forest as you were frustrated in in three they do a thing where you are switching between two different characters and one of those characters does not have pikachu um and while the overall story of it isn't until the end of chapter four that they really start to push what the end game story is going to be, it takes that long for you to finally get to the point where they are going to bring everything together. And then they sort of just really ram it through in chapter five because it's like we've got nothing else. So now we have to deal with the story. And there are parts of chapter four that are charming, but again, you are forced to switch between two different characters without really a great explanation. It's really both of them move slowly. One of them doesn't have Pikachu, so you can't talk to the Pokemon around, so you are only getting certain things. And then it really doesn't come together until the last five minutes of that story. And then you're like, and now oh, now we're moving into chapter five. And I don't even get to really complete a lot of the things that was happening there. I now have to go into chapter five. I now have to solve chapter five that will get me to the end goal. And maybe I will get the resolution there. But chapter four just feels long and I think because chapter three dragged on so long when I got to chapter four and I was forced to do those things again that I was like, I I, I would literally like, I need to take a break. I need to walk away from this game and I need to go do something fun for a while because this is super frustrating. And I know that when I sit down to do this chapter, I'm going to be locked into a two to three hour time period for no good reason. It just takes forever to play this game. And they introduce new characters, but they don't expand on them, and they aren't that interesting. You can talk to some of the Pokemon, but not all of them, and so you just don't get a lot of the things that make it charming. And then I'm going to say this. If you watch a lot of anime, be prepared for Trope City that is Chapter 5, because it is every anime trope that has ever existed rammed into one well, I, 
I don't watch a lot of anime, so maybe it'll be surprising for me. I mean, if you've watched any Naruto, you know what's going to happen in chapter five. Well, here, here, here's the thing, too, is like the other thing that drove me crazy about chapter two and three is there's no. This game would do so much better if every chapter was just an episode of Scooby-Doo. 100%. Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm glad that Greg was like, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know. It, because, yes. 100%. Yes. Because the end of chapter two, which like chapter two starts off strong and it it falls apart very fast. Like when you meet Slowpoke for the first time, fantastic, brilliant, super funny. I genuinely laughed out loud when I met Slowpoke for the first time. When you meet like Slowpoke's partner, which is the professor, the fact that this guy has any sort of degree is insulting (laughs) to anyone. Like you now I'm gonna say that that is the most accurate depiction of a high-level academic that has ever existed, that they only care about their <laughs> academics and they know nothing else. If you've ever met high-level tenured professors, that is what they are. They could not care about the rest of the world except for the thing that they've devoted their life to. That that dude is 100% an academic. But, but like going back to Greg's point, like the character outside of the temple... He's useless. Like he's useless. He's there's nothing about him. None of him matters at all. So like that's like the first sign. Like in the first chapter with Cramorant and everyone, like everyone has a personality. All their Pokemon right. have a personality. Like it's actually a really good. Like if you could, if you could pay five dollars to do the first chapter of this game, I would recommend it to do everyone. One hundred. I would agree. One hundred percent. And then this also Cramorant being an absolute criminal. I'm here for it. Lock that bird. <laughs> lock him up but the the end of chapter two where it's not even like solving a crime it's just like i've deduced the puzzle is so underwhelming like it would be like an episode of scooby-doo where there was no criminal and they were like we figured out how to get out of the cave. Does that feel satisfying to you, viewer, for your 22 minutes of yeah. time? Like, no, no. No, I no. want to call somebody a criminal, and I want to see them escorted out in handcuffs, and I want to hear the line, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for your talking you Pikachu. That's all yeah. I want. <laughs> That's why I bought the game. I want uh-huh. the satisfaction of arresting criminals. <laughs> And that happens in chapter one, and that happens in almost every chapter of the first Detective Pikachu game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, every mm-hmm. cha- like unless yeah. I'm misremembering it, you're arresting somebody every two hours yeah, in that e- first game. You, everybody gets arrested in, in the first one. A lot of people don't get arrested in this one. It, okay, the other complaint I have, it, this is what drove me crazy. I like you guys are like, ah, oh, the game moves too slow. The the text boxes. No, 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 no. You know what drove me crazy? The weird reason for no reason they needed to introduce Tim's mom and his sister after <laughs> five years of this game being in development. And after also, for whatever reason, every character needs to remind you that it's been two years since the first game, which is like we're in chapter three and they're still being like two years later like no i get it but also why did we invent my mom and my sister to come to my apartment and hang out like Uh, that 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 was not a thing in the first game here's the thing they have a plot line that 
explains why they would be there, but do nothing with it. They introduce the conflict. They introduce why these two characters should be there and are important. And at the end of the game, you're like, and how are you resolving the conflict? (laughs) You're not. You are just leaving it. They you didn't are, even do that in the movie. In the movie, his mom is dead. I don't even remember. I think so. I think, I think so. so. And he doesn't have a sister in the movie. And no. I know this is not the movie. Don't don't, don't get the me game wrong. Tells you it's not the movie. But, but yeah, which which is really clever <laughs> which is writing. Funny. Like there yeah. there is a point where like, I had it, a lot of hope at that moment. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good, and that hope was smashed upon the rocks. Why this is such a big deal is in the first game, they never mention his sister. They never mention his, like, mom. It was like, dad got dead, car accident, Mewtwo, all that stuff. Gotta find the dad. Pikachu is here now. Pikachu used to be dad's Pikachu. Pikachu can talk. Nothing. Like, Tim is, like, at least 18 in the first game because he has his own apartment and he's living in Rhyme City. His, I think um, he's like 16 in the first game. Well, kid has money. I I, I think you maybe you're right like he's there because of school yeah. technically or something. But like he's 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 much older. So it, whether he's 16 or 18, he is now 18 or 20 in the, <laughs> the second game because they have to remind you that it's 2 years later. Why they years. needed to bring in a, um, a mom and a sister and like they like slightly mentioned divorce and like harry wanted to divorce her probably to like protect the family i'm assuming but like like when when they asked for me to talk to my mom and sister i was like no i don't want to talk to them there's nothing that they could add any value after 14 hours of the first game like they just didn't exist why do they exist now what what possibility could they possibly add to make this story better that was continuing from the first game? Also, yeah, maybe Harry divorced you. I'm not sure how this ends, but why are we all just happy cheery around my par- apartment when my father has been missing for like two years? <laughs> And they're both in a good mood. That's what drove me crazy. Mom and sister are both like, you won the lottery, Tim. The whole time. Oh, yeah. Also, I think by chapter three, you've got a hint that there's something up with the sister and Pikachu. And you're like, Mm -hmm. that should pay. Nope. That should pay into something. Nope. Nope. Doesn't. It goes... 100 to this place that you think it does and then stops abruptly. They walk you to the answer and go, yep, that's what you thought. Okay, how about you get out of this house now and leave them behind? Cool. I'm like, why are they there? And the entire time I kept waiting for, you've introduced very interesting conflict and you've introduced a very interesting thing about this sister, this is going to pay. Nope, not. Nope. It's not going to pay off. Now, it is just you're going to walk me to the doorstep and then you're going to leave without a kiss. Good night. You're just going to walk away. Thanks. Text me later. Here's the thing. I already know that cool. somebody has probably already typed a novel on YouTube. They're like typing it right now. 
If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. I think that YouTube now has AI, so when I say like and comment, the little bell actually like visually lights up. <laughs> yeah. So let me know if that's actually happening when I say those words. Anyways, I know that the YouTube comment is why are three adults being so critical about a children's game? Well, number one, you're watching three adults talk about Pokemon. Correct. So that, that's maybe on you. Number two is I don't think this game is actually for children in any means. Because what Greg said earlier, you like <laughs> when I was a, when I was a child. It might be for modern children. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Here, I, I played Pong. My first video game was Pong, the literally slowest moving game of all time. It is simulated tennis or ping pong. Take your pick. And it moved <laughs> maybe fifth, uh, two seconds to get across the screen every time. This game moves too slowly for me. It would have moved too slowly for me as a kid. And I dealt with worse graphics. Here's the thing that I hate about like the Pokemon is for kids argument or something, because I feel like. It just doesn't, it's just like such a boomer mentality because like when I was a kid and I'm obviously I'm a millennial, when I say boomer, I don't mean like age. I just mean like an an old person way of thinking when I, that's whatever. When I was a kid, I played so many bad games because that's all I had. Mm -hmm. Like I would play Sonic over and over again because I didn't have any other games. And when I got when I was able to borrow a friend's game or we exchanged games, doesn't matter what kind of game it was. It was a new game to me. So I would play the heck out of it. I played sports games. I played racing games. I played basketball games, street fight, like fighting games. I played everything because I was desperate to play anything. Like I got games twice a year, my birthday and Christmas, and they weren't good games. They were like WCW, like two ninety nine <laughs> in the Walmart clearance bin. We can't afford WWF, the better games. You're getting the WCW games, right? Like I didn't get good games. We now live in an age where I can access unlimited free games, and a lot of them are very good, and some of them might nickel and dime you, but like you know what? I spent my 20 minutes with this free game. I've now hit the paywall. Great. Let me switch to another free game. Like Steam, the, the PlayStation Store, your iPhone, your Android phone. You have like so to to sit here and say like, well, this game was made for kids. No, they would go and find and play something else. They would play Minecraft. They've been playing Minecraft from the time they left their mother to now. They are still playing Minecraft. They are not or playing Fortnite. this. They're just no. There there might be some small children, maybe the ages of six to seven, that are like, Mom, I love Pikachu. Get me the new Detective Pikachu game. I want it. But like. The majority of kids are they're they're not playing this. So the question mm-hmm. is like, who is this game made for? Who is it for? Who is it for? Who who is this game like for? Like even like even if you go up in age of like a ten to twelve year old, they're not playing who, that. No, nope. There's no who way they're playing for? that. If this came out around the time Diamond and Pearl, not Platinum, Diamond and Pearl were out, I probably would have been playing it because it's around the same pace, and it is Pokemon, and it's kind of a story. When it was. A Pokemon game, I was used to Diamond and Pearl being slow. This is slow. I like stories. I was a big reader. I probably would have enjoyed this. But at this point, with the games that are out there, like you said, 
with everything that moves much faster. Don't know who's enjoying it fully I, yeah, today. I, I just... And the thing is, the frustrating thing about the game is the overarching story is a good story. There are moments of fun and brilliance. There are moments of really funny things that happen. And it is bogged down in this slow shell that doesn't respect you very much as an intelligent human being and can't decide who the audience should be. And, like, look, people who are like, well, you just don't like Pokemon. Look, I have been doing this show for, I think, seven years now. <laughs> I talk about Pokemon for two hours every week. I adore this franchise. This does not... This, this is another bad game in a series of them just not hitting the mark in a lot of different areas. And it just is like... It came out way too late. Like, it's been five years in real life, only two years in game. But still, why is it taking you two years to give medals to your heroes? You don't wait two years to honor people. You do that immediately. <laughs> two years for a medal ceremony? Who cares at that point? Also, why, is it, why, why did they decide two years? Why is it not two months? That that also makes no sense. The time they needed college. No they needed it to be college age. They did need to age him for whatever. I don't. So know. like new love interest comes in, where yeah. he continues to lie to her for the first three chapters. <laughs> Believe me, that doesn't end. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's 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 so weird to like again i i streamed i streamed this game nine hours on friday i was like <laughs> I, I tried to warn you about it too you're like i'm gonna stream it till it's done i'm like no you're not if, okay but here's the thing is like i people would come in they'd be like do you like it i'm like i'm having a great time because i am having a good time with it minus all the frustrations and then the obviously the, the question is like should i pick this up is it worth 50 dollars? and then they're like no i'm like no and they're like well you just said no. you like it I, <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> but like if every chapter was the first chapter it would actually probably oh. be a yes for me oh 100 percent. i'd be on board I, I would also be on board with the price i'd be like yeah that's it's charming for 50 bucks sure i mean it's pokemon priced but it's charming but they lose the charm unfortunately very quickly I don't think this game was in development for five years, right? Like, I don't think no. it was. I, I would assume what happened is they started making the game, and then because of COVID and because Creatures also makes models, they do the modeling for pretty much all the other Pokemon games, they probably had to stop, work on Scarlet and Violet, work on BDSP, work on Legends, work on whatever, Sleep. I don't actually know who's making the models for Sleep, right? They, they probably had to stop and either help Game Freak or do whatever they needed to do and then come back to this game. That's the only explanation why it took five years to make a pretty mediocre game. And again, I, I don't know if it was just like, okay, like we've, we, this, this is going too long. We just got to put something out, just wrap it up. Because the first chapter is, is genuinely pretty okay. Like, like it felt great. It felt satisfying. Like there's, uh, of course there was like some slogs of like running back and forth and stuff, but like, it's better than nothing. Like, like the first game didn't really have side quest or anything. It'd be nice mm -hmm. if the side quest gave you something, 
What's interesting about the side quest is like you get more story about the world. Like, so the more you do, the better the newspaper is. But that's it. I mean, there's just an additional newspaper story for each side quest you complete. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah. Because when I picked up the side quest with the newspaper for the first time, they're like, oh, there's a crossword puzzle here. And I was like, oh, 10 out of 10 game if we're doing a crossword puzzle right now. But then it wasn't actually a crossword puzzle. It was just more dialogue. And then I never looked at the newspaper again because I was so bummed about that. Yeah, I mean, so every side quest you complete adds to the newspaper. And as you get through more chapters, you learn more about the world because it's not just reading what you did. They expound on things. So if you're at all interested in how the world around you is sort of working, there it's it adds to that, but by the time you get through chapter three, you are the payoff for that is so minor and you really have to care about Rhyme City and the game does not make you care about these people. And and this while the additional information is cute it's not necessary it does at one point i think in chapter i think it's chapter three it was the longest amount of side quests that i had and so the paper was just this stream of things that i was clicking through and i'm like this is now just wasting my time <laughs> why why some of the stuff is interesting but alt and some of the interactions with pikachu are cute but ultimately I'm just wasting my time for fluff that doesn't affect the world. I learned more about Rhyme City, a little bit more about Pikachu, which becomes mostly unimportant after chapter four. So cool. They also do a thing I hate in video games. Final Fantasy 14 does this too, and it drives me crazy, is they'll do a cutscene. And then they'll break away from the cutscene and they'll give you like the smallest amount of manually pressing a text dialogue. And then they immediately go back into a cutscene. And I hate it. And I, I know Greg's going to defend Final Fantasy 14, but they do it all the time. And it's like they I the one defense I have that they stopped. They don't do it in the last two, these last two expansions. They really stopped doing. OK, that. they did that a lot. Before. They did so much in a realm reborn and I hated it. And oh, it was yeah. like no, you, could, you could literally count the words like like she said 20 different words and that wasn't good enough for the cutscene. Literally just reuse the animations and just have her speak those 20 words. I don't know how much people are getting paid per word, but like, why Not are enough. we why are we 30 second cutscene? Two sentences of dialogue, a minute cutscene. Just put it all yeah, into a cutscene. That, that's that they fixed. They fixed that little problem a lot. <laughs> Later <laughs> expenses. I will admit, like a rubber mort is just not great. Um, it's fun, but it's not their best. When you get later, that stops a lot. Really, when they're going to go into a cutscene. You're in the cutscene, and then you right, go yeah, into it, it, and then... it just for a story based game, it just kind of takes you out of it. Yeah, of and it's just like you're you're just feeding me story. Just feed it to me. Just just give me. I I again. I'm having fun with it. I think I think to answer the question again, if you liked the first one, this is probably worth it to you. But that's if you paid forty dollars and you liked the first one. Yes, I, I if you liked the first one, I'm gonna say if you liked the first one, 
chances are you're going to be disappointed in this one because it's not, I don't think it's as good. It's at a higher price, which also hurts. I think if you liked the first one, wait for this to go on Black Friday sale or some other, you do not, there is nothing pressing about this story. There is nothing to get it done before the rest everybody else does. The story goes exactly where you thought it was going to go. It, it It is not a highly complex, I can't believe the twist at the end. You won't believe what number chapter five brings. None of that happens. Wait for it to go on sale. If you liked the first one, there's enough in here that you will find it charming, but it is a it is a bitter pill to swallow at the price point and how long it takes. I, I I don't think this is a I don't think this is a good enough sequel for people who liked the first one because I played the first one. Granted, I got it for free because I borrowed it from you, and I enjoyed it. But ultimately, I was disappointed at at a lot of the production value in the sequel. It just felt it felt inferior to the original game. So this is good for people who want to finish the story from the first one. Yes. I'm not sure if it's worth it for anyone who didn't play the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, no. If, if you didn't pick up the first one, use that same logic that to apply to this one. <laughs> also, I think a lot of the the plot points were better in the movie. Just rewatch the movie. Re- yeah, rewatch the movie. I think it, the movie does a really good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, no amiibo support. Not that that's like super surprising, but they did make a giant peak Detective Pikachu amiibo, which was cool. Uh, that doesn't work or do anything here. <laughs> which I don't remember <laughs> I don't what the giant that. Pikachu amiibo did in the first one. Uh, but nothing, literally nothing here. Not even like, uh, Tim changes his iconic red jacket, which is a line they use in the game. Tim with his iconic red jacket. Yeah. Not what I think when I think of Tim Goodman, but go, go off video game. Tell me how I should feel, but like nothing like zip zero no amiibo support not that like the amiibo support would have changed anyone's thoughts on this game (laughs) it looks like in the original one when you scanned the amiibo you would get access to all previous pika prompts so discussions with detective pikachu oh okay uh i will say my final thought here is i did get stuck in the game at the end of chapter three there in the corner it tells you what your mission is supposed to be uh, and my mission was talk to everyone's, uh, talk to like every person about their partner Pokemon or whatever, right? Um, so there's like the Sableye, the the Lipard, or no, sorry, it was like Intellian, Lilligan, whatever. It was it was just like four people, and I talked to everyone, and I was like, what, like, what, what do I need to do? And there are some people you just don't need to talk to. They have like little blue bubbles and they're just side quest people. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just talk to all the side quest people as I'm just like knocking out bubbles. And I was like, I can't progress at all. And the co- top corner said, like, talk to all the people. And I was like, I talked to everyone. And then I was like, you know what? I'll use the little Pikachu hint. And the Pikachu, the obviously Pikachu's not there, but like it said, like, it said, let's organize our thoughts together and 
see where we need to go next. And then it just said, talk to all the people. And it continued just to tell me to talk to all the people. And what I actually had to do was go right next to where the people were standing and investigate the crime scene. And it never told me, not even in the hint, that like, you're done talking to the people. Now maybe check around the people, which is like, in retrospect, it's like, oh, duh. Like at some point, I'm sure at the beginning of the chapter, it, it said something like that. But when your video game in the upper right-hand corner says the, your current mission is to talk to all the people and I did that, it never updated or changed to being like, you did indeed talk to all the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, this is the hardest part of the game. (laughs) Just finding out what I should talk to next. Also, one of them is the hamburger shop, which has nothing to do with anything. You just have to know that you need to, like, try to go inside the hamburger shop, which you can't go in. You just stand at the door, and then it gives you a bunch of prompts, which is like, okay. Maybe I missed some dialogue, but... There is, in the dialogue... One moment where that's how I knew I had to go check because they were like, I don't understand, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, maybe I should check the table next to you. (laughs) Because what you just said was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 a weird game. It's it's a weird game because of what it is, who it's marketed towards, the price and that there has been nothing Detective Pikachu for five years. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Nothing. It's so weird. (laughs) It's like a case study of mistiming all around. Like, even if it was a as even if it was the same game, but it came out closer to the movie, I bet I bet it would sell significantly. It would feel different. I mean, I think I think it. I still think it would play incredibly slowly, and that would frustrate me. But I would be more generous to it because I had better feelings about the franchise at that point. It's been five years and a rough a rough year of Pokemon. <laughs> so So like the the one rumor I heard is or not rumor, but like there was a couple press releases or press outlets saying like this might not be the last Detective Pikachu ever, even though it wraps up the story. Which maybe I could believe. I, I don't know how well this game is selling. I have like the charts that like it's it was number one this past week in top 10 in japan for physical copies i mean its competition was you know pikmin 4 pokemon scarlet violet mario kart minecraft smash but like games that are already selling well or have existed for several years right like it's not surprising that a pokemon game in japan jumped to number one for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. if they were to make any future detective pikachu games the thing that i think would actually make it stand apart and be fun and bring new people in. Because again, if you skip the first game, I'm not sure why you would be buying this game. Is just to make every chapter like Scooby-Doo. Just bring me to a new location. Give me a crime. Give me a bunch of characters in Pokemon, mostly Pokemon, that make that interesting. And just make it like a Scooby-Doo episode of like, what do I need to solve here? I. I struggle to know how I I don't know how they make a sequel after this one. In all honesty, I do not know how they make a sequel after this one. I don't. Like I just I, I, it was very much at the end I'm like and that's the end of this series. <laughs> 
because I don't know where I don't know how I don't know how they would continue it. I literally don't know how they would continue it. Like I just don't. I'm like, okay, I don't understand what. Uh, okay, we're and we're done. This is it. This is the done one. Okay, there were two. Cool, done. <laughs> yeah, the first chapter is really good though. Until you have to ride the growlith. I'm sorry, that oh, is just too boy. slow. It's so oh, slow. I didn't, really, I didn't mind the Growlithe. I like the Growlithe more than the Darmantan. They're both slow. Yeah. Maybe it was my placebo. I felt like the Growlithe was much faster. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I mean, the Mm-mm. Growlithe went, went not slow when you were just walking around and running around, but when you had to follow the scent. Oh, see, I just ran and then, like, scented, like, every... Like I just I just would pick it I would run, see where the scent is going, go to the end of the level, double check the scent was still there, then go through the door. So I was I was speeding around. I never held it down for the whole scent. I was I, <laughs> I should have done that. I was tactic I was <laughs> I, tactical I sniffing. Co- I did that a couple of times. You'll you'll need you'll need those skills in chapter five. I was I was <laughs> tactical sniffing. Well, okay. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to um, tell me your favorite detective game or show. <laughs> or detective. There are a lot of detectives in the world. Which one is your favorite? Which is your favorite fictional detective? Mm, is Doctor Who like a detective thing? No. No, okay, okay. I wasn't sure. There, I mean, there there have been mystery episodes, but that's yeah. not the point okay, of Doctor I was Who. Ju- I've never seen Doctor Who. I was just- <laughs> unsure <laughs> um yeah if you made it to the end uh like comment subscribe also if the thing does light up when i say those words because of youtube ai that's kind of cool actually that Wild. might be the best use of ai and maybe sounds cool uh we'll be back next week i think we're probably completely done talking about detective pikachu so i, I don't really think there's anything more to say about that game um but uh the Halloween event in Go, Halloween event in, I almost said Scarlet and Violet, in Pokemon Sleep. Maybe there'll be a Halloween event in Scarlet and Violet. That would be cool. Uh, There's if, a Halloween event in Unite. Yep. They'll probably just be like, we put Gengar in raids. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> With really bad drops. So yeah, uh, Halloween event in Unite. There you go. Halloween event in Masters? Yes, technically. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what got on for yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. though. All right. This is your weekly reminder to everybody who says they only play Masters when I remind them. Play Masters. Yeah, log in. Get, I'll, here, I'll log in right now and get my gems. Get your gems. Uh, all right. Well, well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super remembering to turn on a good camp ticket around midweek. Effective. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. 
Thank you all for your support. And if you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.